nachos, lemon heads, my dad's boat. You won't go down cause my dick can float. We sail around the world and go port to port. Every time I come, I produce a quart. Put on your life vest, let's jump anchor. There's a nice lady who I like to spike her. Your mom's yeah. hair. You'll be amazed when I come on your hair. Pull up the anchor, cause we're leaving dry land. Get below deck with a tick in your hand. Anchors away and shiver me timbers. We like to fuck ladies with our eight inch members. Love me, hookers, who be a curvy. Ain't that lemons and limes so contracted to scurvy. Drop the anchor, give that hoe a shout. Cause I'm using my compass to find a nappy dugout. I'm John. This is Step Brothers, motherfuckers. <laughs> Steve, we're here to fuck shit up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is obviously going to be super humorous, humorous and uh, it's going to be insane. Yeah. Um, and pretty we... vulgar, too. But if you haven't watched this movie, the fuck you're doing with your life? Exactly. And always <laughs> is that intro after the Step Brothers clip is always done by Gregory Bird, his daughter is in recovery in hospital and surgery pray for her um she is going to be okay mckenna um so what we're going to do to start the show well hold on i'm getting ahead of myself (laughs) um we're we have some really delicious beer yeah finally (laughs) uh and it's called dragon's milk it's uh from new holland brewing we gave it a three star out of three star. Yep. That's um, uh, and it's actually pretty alcoholic too. It's eleven percent alcohol, and it is. Uh, you heard us talk about the Kentucky bourbon before on this show, and it is just as good. Yeah, this is. Uh, it's right up there with the Kentucky bourbon barrel beer because because this one's made in. Uh, it's made in oak barrels as well. And it's got a little bit of a vanilla kind of flavor to it. It's, uh, it's, yeah, bourbon barrel aged stout. Yeah, so if you're seeing a trend on our taste, uh, mainly bourbon barrel taste, uh, there's a reason. It's just really, really delicious. And it's smooth, and it's got a great alcohol content. Yeah. And uh, that's Thank God, because you you just, they're so fucking expensive. <laughs> they are expensive, but they're worth every penny. Yeah. If you're like, oh, should I buy a lot of shit or a little bit of this deliciousness? Buy a little bit of this deliciousness. It's going to get you there quicker, and it's going to be more enjoyable. Yeah. Um, Quality over quantity. Yeah, so th- this is a very good beer. I have nothing but good things to say about this. Yeah. Um, it's really so, good stuff. 
So, so you, if you want kind of like a really good sort of like craft beer. Haters yeah. can't even hate on this. No. Uh, so, all right, I have us a, a little game to start the show. And it might even go on throughout the show. <laughs> I have some names in this cup. And I was thinking, what would happen if they continued on like a stepbrothers series, but they used different sets of stepbrothers every time they made a movie? Oh, okay. You, you following me? Okay. Mm-hmm. So what I did was we're going to see what type of sets of stepbrothers. We're just going to do maybe like maybe four or five examples. We're going to draw the names randomly out of this cup. And see what kind of movie we're gonna get. Is this a soup thermos? <laughs> what is it? That is a beer cozy. Oh, is this the, it's the a Yeti? Yeti beer cozy? Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeti paid was... me to put my shit in there. <laughs> Just kidding. No, we call us Yeti. Yeah, exactly. We'll we'll use our our. Give me a free cooler. I'll advertise you for six years. <laughs> right? Yeah. Give us a free cooler. It's probably worth that. And then we'll we'll put all these uh, all these magical craft beers that we do every episode. We'll put them in your cooler. It's a win win. We get yeah. to keep our shit cold, and you get uh, you know, advertising. So yeah, for the, the you know Yeti collar asses. Call <laughs> us. Okay. So you go ahead and draw a name. Okay. Jesus, there's a lot of shit in here. It is a lot of names. Okay. Do, no. I t- do I tell you who I got yet? Okay, I drew a name. All right, now, this is Step Brothers Series 2. Or, like, and Volume 2? Volume 2. We get, who do you got? Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg and Hulk Hogan. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be so retarded. Like, Why? <laughs> Of all the shit, like Andy Samberg could work in this, but Hulk Hogan, how the fuck would that work? Like the dude can barely act. You've seen Suburban Commando. That's that's about as good as he gets. And that is good enough for this movie. Andy <laughs> Samberg would carry the weight. Yeah, he would have to. You know, I mean, because once you once you've been through the role of Thunderlips, you know, <laughs> from uh, Rocky Three. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, there's not a whole lot of other places your career can go after that. <laughs> okay, we're just going to do a couple more examples. Next example, this would be volume three. So, to, to, if it makes a pass two with that amazing cast. <laughs> okay. All right, so I got uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme and Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins? <laughs> that would actually be pretty badass. <laughs> You know, I would, would watch that one. That one would be that would be pretty, pretty funny. Because Van Damme is actually like he can be pretty funny when he wants to. Yeah, be. Yeah, he can. He, like that uh, Jean Claude Van Johnson show. It's super good. I've been I've been uh, watching. Too, it's, it's, too bad they canceled it. What? They canceled it. Yeah, they were like because they were gonna they were gonna run it. They ran the pilot episode to see if people would dig it. Then they made the full series. They made the full season, and then they were like, eh, actually, no, we're just gonna axe this. And I think they're gonna get rid of the tick as well. And then I, I thought heard people like the tick. I thought so too, but I mean, unless I saw like a bad report, but I think they're gonna get rid of the, the tick stuff as wow, well. Wow, this is a downer. And then uh, the, the other thing that I was reading too, which uh, it's probably bullshit, but like they were talking about they weren't gonna like continue Grand Tour past season three, 
And then Jeremy Clarkson. Oh, wow. I know you hate that. So cancel Amazon. (laughs) Out with Amazon. (laughs) But, uh. In with our podcast. Right. You want to really be entertained and no canceling shit? Listen to this show. Steven, we've just been canceled. Fuck. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I was like, uh, there was like a, uh, because the Daily Mail said that, uh, they were going to uh, cancel, you know, Grand Tour past season three, and Jeremy Clarkson was like, uh, no. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know where you guys are getting that from. Because I don't think Amazon really knows what they're going to do past season three, So because they, they haven't even done season three yet. So we'll have to well, see. We'll see what happens there. We will keep you updated. I love you some Grand Tour, so that would yes, like really break my heart, because especially with... Top Gear being done by like Matt LeBlanc and shit now. It's like there's not what? really a good. Yeah, I don't know. You haven't. You didn't. You because you, you don't really watch them. Or I don't. Anything. I don't watch that. The only time I've really watched it is if I'm over at his house. Yeah, it, because because uh, Matt LeBlanc ended up becoming one of the hosts for the the you know the British Top Gear. What is it like, Matt LeBlanc, Ryan Seacrest? <laughs> no, <Lord>. no, <laughs> no, I don't remember. No, the other one is. Uh, uh, Shit, I can't remember his name, but he's he's like a British guy. I mean, he's a car guy, so that's at How least. How awesome would it be if they had like Patrick Stewart? Yeah, wouldn't that be bad? Well, Patrick Stewart is pretty cool, especially for any of you who might be F one fans. You know that when he drink out of uh, Ricardo uh, Ricardo's shoe in F one, yeah, yeah, because the whole thing about the the shoey is really just an australian thing but you know patrick stewart was like oh what the he's hell he's like give me that <laughs> i'm hosting i'm hosting the race i'm the special guest give me that damn racing shoe yeah. you know so it looked like he really enjoyed it too yeah so that's another good thing that'd be pretty cool could you ima- could you imagine patrick stewart in like a mclaren p1 going like almost 200 miles an hour with Actually, his age that'd be pretty cool to see i was about to say it's not weird i could definitely see that yeah <laughs> I mean, he still looks relatively young. Yeah. To be as old as he is. Yeah. You know, like him and Ian McKellen's almost the same age, and he looks like twenty years younger than Ian. Right. So. Okay, so we're gonna do one more volume, and then that's it. <laughs> this is actually kind of interesting to see what sort of pairings you'd get. You know. Uh, okay. Who did you get? Paul Rudd. Logan Lerman. Oh, that'd be yes. really good. <laughs> yes, that's a legit movie. That's a pretty legit that's movie. That's not even funny. That's a legit just movie in general. Yeah. And just to let you know, the ongoing game is we may randomly draw a name out of this cup during the show and just say it and move on. So yeah. pay attention to that. Yeah. If it doesn't make any sense, that means you didn't listen to the first 11 minutes of this show. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> okay, so what we have here is stepbrothers will ferrell and john c Riley. and yes will ferrell actually sings in this movie and john c Riley actually plays the drums yeah at the end part that is him legit playing the drums because mm-hmm. <laughs> like because john c Riley can like legit play the drums right yeah he was he was in a band he's 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 musically talented we all know that will ferrell has music talents he, yeah. he likes to sing play guitar and stuff like that stranger than fiction he you know, he do, he does a song, and uh, he's also like the, he's basically like the long lost twin of the guy from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, he is Chad, Chad Smith. Smith. Yeah, 
Could you ever see the uh, Jimmy Fallon thing when yes, they did I the did. drum off? Yeah. <laughs> and Chad Smith wiped the wiped the floor with him, but then Will Ferrell was just like, "No, I'm I'm godlike." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was, got it. He was I'll like, "I'm so it. good." Yeah, you don't even I'll have a chance. It. But it's freaky because when you see Chad Smith and you see Will Ferrell at the same time, you're like, "Oh fuck, they are two different people." <laughs> I've been thinking this whole time that he's been in Red Hot Chili Peppers, Will Ferrell. But no, it's an actually different guy. <laughs> but they look, especially like when they wear the backwards like ball cap and stuff, they look exactly alike. Yeah, they, yeah, they definitely do. So crazy. Uh, the song Will Ferrell sings at the end was the opening credit song in Blades of Glory. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that ties together. Yeah. Uh, the sword, the sword Brennan shows to Dale. Is a rep who had Duncan McLeod sword from Highlander. Highlander. Oh, okay. The one that's signed by Randy Jackson. The one that's signed by yeah. Adam Adam McKay came up with the idea of this story uh, during the editing process of Talladega Nights. So you know that would kind of explain why it's Will Ferrell and John C. Riley working together again. Yeah. I also thought it would have been really hilarious if it was Will Ferrell and Sasha Baron Cohen. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although when when you when you see John C. Riley and and Farrell like on screen again, you're like that would make sense if it was Sasha Baron Cohen. It would be maybe weird, but it'd be interesting if he was in this movie as Derek. The, yeah. Well, that's actually an interesting thing. Derek almost was John Hamm. No, really? He was almost John Hamm. But I, I gotta say, and you know we love us some John Hamm. John Hamm for president. John Hamm for president. Uh, but, uh... Hashtag make John Hamm Batman. Do it! <laughs> do it! Do it! <laughs> did you just channel Shia LaBeouf Yes, back? I did! Fit <laughs> through me! Yeah. Make Shia LaBeouf Batman! Just get us a Batman! Because <laughs> apparently, uh... You know, Affleck's no, not no gonna No comment, do it. no comment. Affleck's not going to do it anymore, so we need a, you know, hashtag we need a new Batman. Hashtag new Batman. But, uh, just having, you know, we love John Hamm, but Adam Scott was perfect. He, yeah, that's the thing, I think, is, when, when you watch this movie, and there's that point where he was like, he was like, yeah, he's like, he's like, you look like you want to punch me in the face. I'm like, that's every fucking buddy who's watching this right now. I think John Hamm would have been too likable. Yeah. I don't think he could dare. pull off being a, a dick as much as. Yeah, because uh, Adam Scott, like Adam if you Scott. ever watch Parks and Rec, he basically shows up as a dick on the show and then just basically does an entire 180, and is like one of the most awesome characters in the whole show, like most likable guys. He he has that about him and his acting skills. Adam Scott's really really good. Yeah, um, and then he's also in the uh, was it the uh, was it Ghosted? Ghosted, yeah, with uh, Craig Robinson. Robinson, yep. Yeah. Love Craig Robinson. The Office, bitches. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Craig Robinson's good in like everything. That yeah, he, he does. is. He's awesome. Uh, I think he came. Like, wasn't he found it with the the last comic standing? Whenever that was going on, wasn't that where? Was that last? I, maybe I don't remember. We're not exactly. gonna look it up, but just email us at beyond the hate. <laughs> yeah, but beyond the hate at yahoo.com if you guys know exactly, you know when. Craig Robinson was kind of founded. I think he hosted it, I'm sure. But I, I want to say that he was kind of founded from that show or elevated from it. But it's most likely The Office that elevated That's kind of what really got him known. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the first version of this film was supposed to be five hours long. 
Five hours? Five hours long, and Adam McKay cut it down to 98 minutes. I, I, I would have watched that. I would have watched all five hours of Step Brothers. <laughs> Put out a copy of your Lord of the Rings-like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Step Brothers, and I will watch every minute. Because, you know, it would be one of those like funny things, because you would look at, like, all the old classics, like the Ten Commandments, and, like, Cleopatra, and Ben-Hur, and, like, all these, like historical, like, you know, period movies that are, like, you know, four or five hours long, like these grand epics, and then you see Step Brothers, and you're like, what the fuck, why is that on this list? (laughs) Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey? Are you, okay, so let me see who his uh, stepbrother would be. Um, Jet Li. Jet Li would kill him. Yeah. (laughs) That would Okay. <laughs> that, that would be a really bad pairing. Okay, uh. so a little, a little bit, a couple little extra things about Will Ferrell before we get going. Uh, on SNL, he's con- considered one of the best SNL cast members of all time. He beat out Steve Carell to be on SNL. Oh, really? That was the final two that Warren Michaels had whenever he was filling that spot, and Will Ferrell won it. Mainly because Steve Carell talked. And Will Ferrell did not. Because if you know anything about Lauren Michaels, he gives no fucks at all about stand-up. Right. He likes physical comedy. That's kind of what he wants to see basis off from. Because so, in, live, in live situations, it's better to be physical than uh, vocal. Yeah. So. That's one of the reasons why Chris Farley was so good in that... Uh, uh, John Belushi, yeah, because they were very physical people. Even Adam Sandler, he's Adam very, Sandler, like his facial emotions kind of sell some of his comedy for him. Yeah, uh, a lot of times, and uh, it's a lot of people. You know, you got um, who do you have? Norm Macdonald. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of his 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 voice did carry a lot of his comedy. Yeah, his voice is. How he says things is is a lot of his comedy. So he's he's vocal, but he's also physical. Um, uh, Mike Myers probably like one of the most talented comedians of all time. Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey also. He, yeah. He was very physical. Um, so that's the type of people they normally look for on SNL. Yeah. Um, and they, well, even like guys like Chris Kattan. Chris Kattan. Yeah. Super. Like everything you can do with his his face and everything like Steve Martin the Night of the Roxbury yeah, guys Steve Martin yeah. had whole skits where he didn't say anything or made just weird noises or mm-hmm. sung or did something stupid and it was like the greatest thing ever yeah um Will Ferrell was actually in a Beastie Boys music video which one it was Make Some Noise oh he plays Cowboy Bell in the background <laughs> <laughs> we need more cowbell. We need more cowbell. <laughs> so, okay, so this movie was a budget of $65 million and it grossed $128 million. Huge success. For a comedy, that's doing pretty good. Yeah, and uh, but, and if you guys just want to know what to expect from Will Ferrell next, or John C. Raleigh for that matter, um, Holmes and Watson is their next uh, film, which is Sherlock Holmes and... And Watson. So, 
Uh, haven't we reached like kind of a critical mass with the whole Sherlock Holmes stuff? Because you got Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman doing the Sherlock show. You've got the Jude Law and Downey Jr. Sherlock right. Holmes movies. Already you've got today? you've got uh, Elementary, which I can't remember the guy's name, and it's like Those Lucy Lou. <laughs> Uh, Only watch the legit ones. <laughs> but uh, there's so many different versions of Sherlock Holmes. It's like I think we've haven't we kind of reached how many interpretations of this? Eventually, well, they're gonna be like it's Sherlock Holmes in space. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just like doing stupid shit. Sherlock Holmes versus Jason. <laughs> yeah, Sherlock Holmes versus Freddy Krueger. <laughs> but this one's actually going to be directed by Eaton Cohen, and he directed Get Hard. And he wrote the screenplay for Tropic Thunder. <laughs> so this is going to be a comedy of epic proportions. Yeah. And Ralph, oh, Ralphie Fiennes is going to be Moriarty. So he's yeah. going to be the villain. Oh, man. <laughs> so buckle up. <laughs> yeah. Watch yourself, Robert Downey Jr. and Benedict Cumberbatch. Will Ferrell's coming for yeah. Uh, so you know, if this movie fails, then you know that that sucks for Eden Cohen because he's pretty much putting his whole career on this movie. Yeah. Uh, he's had he he's done way more than that. He's a great screenplay writer. He's not directed very much. Uh, he usually like yeah. He usually really only works with Will Ferrell. So it makes sense. He's like, I'm gonna. I just got tasked with a Holmes Watson movie. Who am I to get? Will, can you help me? And he's probably like, yeah, definitely. I'll be Sherlock Holmes. But I need Riley with me. Okay. I need Riley with us, but <laughs> yeah. sure, who else do you need? You need Steve Carell? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is he going to do in this movie? <laughs> he stopped doing comedy like five years ago. <laughs> when he thought he was a serious actor. Silly rabbit. We need funny Steve Carell back. Right, yeah. Uh, chubby Jonah Hill and funny Steve Carell. <laughs> we have a list. <laughs> yeah. Non-rapey Kevin Spacey. Non-rapey Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the glorious thing about that is that shit actually rhymes too. <laughs> uh, so that could be a t-shirt right there. Non-rapey Kevin, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, let's get through these motherfucking comments. Yeah. So you st- out of your fucking mind? <laughs> you must be fucking high. <laughs> you must be fucking high. Yeah. Put my uh, nutsack on your drum set. Yeah. <laughs> so. The, the prosthetic nuts that they made for that for that was actually, Will Ferrell still owns those. And they cost $20,000 to make. Really? Couldn't they have just used, like, his actual nuts? <laughs> that have been I a lot think cheaper? that would have been a lot cheaper. Yeah. Will Ferrell would have just put his own nuts on the drum set. Yeah. Stunt nuts. <laughs> yeah, stunt nuts. <laughs> it's like, we made you some fake nuts, Will Ferrell. And uh, apparently, he takes them out sometimes at dinny, dinner parties he gets bored of and just lays them on the table. <laughs> and the... people leave. Right, Yeah. I, I mean, that's a that's a pretty good way to end a conversation. Yeah, I, I guess they are worth $20,000. We're, we're not here to judge. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, that's some pretty high-priced balls. But anyway, <laughs> um, so the thing is, when you start looking at some of the comments on this, and if you look on IMDb, 
uh, it gets a 6.9 out of 10 rating, which you would think like, eh, that's kind of low. That's not really. And what it is, there's a lot of people that love this movie because when you look at the comments, you see plenty of 8s, 9s, 10s, like really high ranks. And then you get to all the douchers. <laughs> tens, you mean in the stones? <laughs> Zoe Saldana's. Mm. No, not those kind of tens. Damn. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> I just, we would just make, like, a new show that's just called, like, you know, uh, it's called Dime Pieces, and it's just nothing. Dime Pieces, <laughs> where we're just talking about beautiful women. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, that would, yeah, that wouldn't get perverted really quick, yeah. Well, you would have to, like, not be, like, really, like, creepy, like... Harvey Weinstein, yeah. you, you'd have to you just compliment him, not just be like, "Call me." Yeah, I really want you. you Emma Stone, do... I want to, I want to like drink your bathwater, like not that kind of shit. Yeah, no, I don't have a shot with Emma Stone. We just <laughs> talk about how awesome she is. That's yeah, okay. Stalker, I don't even know what she's doing now. Yeah, but anyway, so <laughs> I mean, not not right at this very moment. No. <laughs> Yeah, he hasn't been like stalking her on Instagram. So anyway, um, no, so fucking, I just just gotta say, fuck Google Earth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's some shit you can't see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the first comment that I that I came across, well, this is actually isn't the first comment. This is one of the last ones, but I put it first because I thought it was kind of an interesting one to put first. But they gave it a three out of ten. So like they didn't treat it like really horrible, but there was some stuff they didn't like. And it says, uh, there has to be something better to watch. And then uh, it, it's made by Lee McBride, and this is February of 2009. So it's... There, there must be something better to watch. Okay. There has to be something better to watch, right? And it says, uh, Step Brothers is as pathetic as it is unfunny. Richard Jenkins and Mary Steenburgen must have both been pretty hard up to make this one. Question mark. After seeing Richard Jenkins in The Visitor, for which he has received an Oscar nomination, it is inexplicable that he would have anything to do with this garbage. Or was he simply trying to display the full spectrum of his talent? I dunno, but I just don't find the premise of two middle-aged men living with their parents and acting like they are still 12 years old very funny. Especially okay, hold so on. <laughs> That's fine. Then watch something else. Right. Because it tells you what it is. In the synopsis. Right. So, why are you watching this movie? Because you want to. Right. Uh, and Richard Jenkins, fun fact, actually worked for John C. Raleigh's father when he was a kid. So, there you go. Keep on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it says, especially since uh, both characters were also so obnoxious and unlikable. In hindsight, I think the biggest joke of the movie is the one perpetrated by Will Ferrell when he can get anyone to pay to watch the crap he has written. <laughs> Well, okay, for one, he didn't write this. Yeah. Uh, but for two, Will Ferrell's fucking amazing in this. And yeah, they might not be the best of people. No, they're actually kind of shitty people. That's okay, though, because this is a comedy. Right. And what is comedy? Being shitty to people. That's basically what comedy is. Like, I have mean, you ever watched Difficult People? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, isn't that why... Uh, other comedy shows that bash films and movies are more popular than, you know, stuff that defends them. Because uh, people like hate. They like people bashing other people. They like to destroy anything that is good. Right. They don't want to see the good. They want to see the bad. That, the, there's the, that shows you the personality of some person. 
You know, this this guy right here, he just wants to see the bad in this. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to see the good in this. The thing that I thought, too, is that he was like, why would Richard Jenkins and Mary Steenburgen, like, even want to be part of this? Like, this is just horrible. For for one, they're both really fucking great in this. Yeah. They wanted to be a part of it. They act their asses off in this, and so does Will Ferrell and John C. Rowley. You know, Adam Scott, um... I forget old girl's name. Catherine Hahn. Yeah, Catherine Hahn. She's awesome in this. Yeah. But that's the thing, too. A lot of she's times... awesome in The Goods. Watch The Goods with <laughs> Jeremy Piven in her and fucking Ving Rhames. But uh, I think a lot of times what happens is, is that people think that if you're a serious actor, you can't do comedy. And if you do comedy, you can't be a serious actor. That I... is... What were we talking about? Someone that can cross the threshold when I was doing my, my, my top 15 in the last episode. We was talking about Robin Williams. Yeah. Robin Williams might be one of the best examples of somebody who can do, like, legit, straight-up drama, and then he can do comedy. You know, you don't find very many people who are able to bridge that gap where they can be in both. Like, Jim Carrey can do that. Because a lot of people, like, you know, never, pe- never people were talking about, like, you know, can he really do something like number 23 because it has no no comedy in it well, at all. Well, something else is, uh, uh, what was it, Mr. Majestic? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that movie was one of the best movies he's ever done. Truman Show. Truman Show is very Truman good. Truman Show is not a comedy. It's got that some shit, funny stuff in it. It's got some it. funny stuff in it, but that shit it's, is really tragic. It's a drama. Yeah, it's yeah, really a drama. It, it, it's one of the best ones he's ever done. It's also got Ed Harris in it. Ed Harris? Ed <laughs> motherfucking Harris. Your movie can't be shit if it's got Ed Harris in it. <laughs> Loved him and Vigo Mortensen in the History of Violence. If you've never seen that, you should watch it. Yeah. Well, he's also <laughs> really good in uh, Apollo 13. Yeah. Well, he's pretty much good in anything. It's Ed Harris. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it really bothers me when people think that serious actors can't be in, like, comedy movies or comedians can't be in serious movies i mean a lot of times that's the way i'll go yeah um like what would you consider robert downey jr he's a funny guy he can do drama would you consider him a comedian or would you consider him a drama actor i consider him an actor (laughs) i consider him an actor because he could do a little bit of both Chris Hemsworth, he can't give you an hour stand up but he can make you laugh in thor ragnarok Mm -hmm. can he uh, you know, p- some people can't actually cross that threshold. Yeah. And it's more so now. And I still stand by. We wouldn't have that if it wasn't for Robin Williams. I, th- I think he's the one that showed you here. Here was the line. Here was the line. Fuck that line. I crossed it. I can cross back. I can go back this way mm-hmm. and back this way. And it doesn't matter. Because even Mrs. Doubtfire with Robin Williams was a dramedy. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, it's, it's a story about a guy trying to, like, you know, see his kids. And some people word it differently, like, oh, yeah, he's trying to see his kid, but he's kind of stalking him so he can control him. It's like, that's not what the movie's about. Don't don't make this about your agenda. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't do make that. it creepy. He, he's a good dad. He just fucked up a lot, and he's like, I want to be a part of my kid's life. And that's, he's an actor, so that's the only way he can think of. Mm-hmm. It might have been a horrible idea, but who gives a fuck? He had good intentions. Yeah. It's not like he was planning on kidnapping the kids or anything like that. Nothing sick like that. He just wanted to be around them. Yeah. But I, 
I think when it comes to something like this, and you know, because people don't normally think of like comedy and like Mary Steenburgen and, and that kind of thing, but it's like amongst all the craziness, you have to have some characters that are just kind of played normally because Dale and Brennan are fucking batshit crazy. Both of them are fucking crazy. And They're nuts. And probably a little retarded. <laughs> because, I mean, when you look at how they act, if if you got nothing but comedic actors to do all of this, it would be too much. Because they're so crazy. If you have, you know... Mr. Balance it out. If you have Mr. Doback and you have, you know, uh, Brennan's mom, and they're both fucking crazy, too, you just have, like, nothing but fucking crazy the whole movie, and it, it takes away from what Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are doing. Right. It do- yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, so that, that was great casting. Yeah, because Mary Steenburgen does really good as, like, Brennan's mom, yeah. you know. She, and she the- is an amazing <laughs> actress, period. Yeah, she's just really good anyway. And, you know, I mean, she was in, like, Back to the Future, so, you know. <laughs> so we know she's fucking awesome. We know she's good. I mean, you know, it's like she's been around Marty McFly. <laughs> but I just, I was like, you know, for people calling out. Michael you know, J. Fox should have been in this movie. Right? <laughs> oh, man. They should have made him one of the interviewers. That would have been pretty funny, yeah, <laughs> when, when they're trying to get the job interviews, yeah, or when they're going through the job interviews. Uh, but uh, the next one, it says uh, one out of ten, you know, because of course it is. Uh, brainless and not funny. And it's made by Apprehensive Spaghetti. Hold on. Okay, I have a name. <laughs> okay. Let's see. So let's draw another one here. Okay, who'd you get? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Adam Sandler. (laughs) That would be great. That would be pretty awesome. I don't even know how the fuck that would work, but it would just be cool to see that. It's not our job to write the scripts. It's just our job to draw random names out of the hat, which I'm pretty sure what Warner Brothers does when they cast movies. Yeah. They have like a big list of names inside their cup, and they shake it up, and they draw it. Boom, he's Batman. Okay. In case you guys haven't noticed, we weren't really big fans of Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Uh, so, it's it, so it, yeah, it's made by uh, Apprehensive Spaghetti, which I thought was kind of a funny username. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, this is March of 2013. It's weird. Is he trying to rape spaghetti? Uh, uh, no, that's not what apprehensive means. Oh. This just means that he's like, he's spaghetti, and he's like, he's scared, he doesn't want to do stuff. He's a very scared spaghetti, so yeah. he is raping spaghetti. Because <laughs> that's exactly what that means, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is March of 2013, so this is quite a few years after the movie came out, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, it says, I only added the spoiler tag because I'm afraid IMDb might block me through some weird technicality. Yeah, In any IMDb case, doesn't give a fuck what you can do. Right. Uh, it's like, we gotta block this guy. So, it says, I'm honestly... What do you think this is, the NSA? Right, yeah. It might block me because I didn't put a spoiler <laughs> warning on my review. Oh, fuck. My, my review of Step Brothers is gonna be totally sucked because I didn't put a spoiler warning. Fuck! <laughs> this guy thinks he's way too important. Right. Like, this guy's gonna, like, end all Will Ferrell movies or something. Yeah. No, we have to block him real quick. Will Ferrell's, if they post this, Will Ferrell's career is over. Right. No. No. Uh, he's still going along, and you're still bitching on IMDb. 
But when you get into the meat of what he's talking about here, this is uh, pretty fucking weird. So it says, I honestly fail to see how a movie that has a scene where a married woman sneaks into the men's restroom and surprises her husband's brother-in-law with rape is considered comedy. It's rape, any way you slice it. I've never That's found not rape. I've never found rape funny. I'm not condemning those who do. It is a fictional movie after all. But what annoys me more is the pointed inclusion of such a scene in the movie. <laughs> How's that rape? <laughs> let, me, let me continue on here. And then we'll then we'll we'll dig into this one. Uh, See, he is rape with spaghetti. Because <laughs> he knows exactly what it's like. Uh, but it says logical version of the scene. He comes into the bathroom. Just as she comes out of hiding and starts getting busy with him, we cut back to the dinner table they have just they have just left. We come back once they finished. So that's what he's saying would be logical, right? Like you would just you know, um, uh, what's her uh, what's her name? It's like Derek's wife, Alice. Alice. She, uh, you know, she approaches uh, Dale in the bathroom, and then like his version is, you would cut away back to the back to the you know to the the restaurant, and then you would just you know see them just like you know leaving out of the bathroom. So he wants to cut the comedy out of the scene because he <laughs> thinks he's a fucking director, right? So then it says how it hey, really Adam McKay, this fuck nuts, he's calling you out, bro. Yeah. You suck. You've never done anything good. Talladega Nights was garbage. Right. <laughs> so it says how it really happens, even in the rated version. We get to be privy to the entire scene. Oh no, you see nothing. But there's absolutely nothing in this scene beyond the sex and noises. I felt my IQ drop twenty points. <laughs> More? <laughs> More than 50? I don't know. It, he How did he get through this? I don't know. Uh, but it says, This movie had the poten- had the potential. Sadly, it never reaches that potential. It has a hugely creative setup and showed some of its funniest gaps in the trailer. Or gags in the trailer. But that's gaps all... Gaps in the trailer. <laughs> but that's about all you need to know about this movie. I'm astonished that it even has any likable quality outside of the porn booth. This movie would be okay and passable were it not for that scene. Yes, it ruined the entire movie for me. I can't even look at it anymore. When a movie stoops this low, there is nothing else to say about it. So he's basically saying, like, you know what? This movie probably would have been all right, but the scene when, like, Alice, like, totally rapes Dale, that's just, that's drawing the line. I can't watch it. She doesn't rape Dale. At no point does he say, like, he's uh, digging no. It. He's, like, kissing her. How many rapists do you know just, like, making out with them? Right. And we're not making we're not you know making light of rape or anything because we all know that that's horrible. It, yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, rapists are pieces of shit, and they all deserve to die. But she wasn't raping him. No, I mean he at what just, point he did you remember Dale saying con- no, no, I don't want this, and then she kept going. He was just kind of like, "What's happening? Yeah, <laughs> something weird. Something's gonna happen." Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, she like kisses him, is like. Say sweet pony boy or whatever she says. And then smacks him on the ass. Yeah, smacks him on the ass or whatever. And yeah, <laughs> she's just a freak. He wasn't expecting it. He was kind of confused, but it's not like. He's still confused. Even surprise when... butt rape or something like that. Yeah. It wasn't anything <laughs> like that. And he wasn't, he was never like no or push her off or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. But because she even like at the, uh, when the. When like Derek first comes over and he, you know, punches him in the treehouse. 
and Derek's all fucked up, and he like he messes his shoulder up and stuff, and then you know he gets in the SUV, and then Alice like kind of confronts Dale like right there, kind of like at the edge of the doorway. It just starts like kissing him, fucking really weird. He's just kind of like he doesn't know what to make of it, but he's not wanting her to stop. He's just like I don't yeah, know I what mean, the fuck is going on. He has sex with her like at their little Christmas dinner or whatever. <laughs> and they keep busting in the door and you know Adam Scott's character Derek he's just kind of like hey whatever can you give me a beer yeah I mean he's like holding her up at one point like banging her and he's like hey give me a beer yeah <laughs> I mean we, we've established that Derek is a douche and, and so... gives no fuck about anyone but himself no and his kids he, he seems like he cares about his kids yeah but not his wife at all no, no, he could care less about his wife because even when they're singing in the in the car, he's like, then, "You're fucking horrible." Yeah, you fucked all this, all this, up. all this money for for singing lessons, and that's how you sound. That's how you get. <laughs> which is kind of funny because uh, in that scene, actually, the only person that lip syncs in that scene is Adam Scott because he can't really sing. He can't really sing, so it's really hilarious that that's everyone else was actually singing. Yeah. And, the, and he also had the stunt abs, too, when he's in the treehouse. Yeah, when he does that. He's like, you see these also, bad boys? Yeah, I haven't had a carb in, like, two years or something like that. What does he say? A year or two years? Uh, something like that. It, he was drinking a beer. He was drinking a beer, so he's definitely had carbs. He's definitely had carbs. Carbs is, it's like, beer's like 60% carbs. Right. Yeah, it's basically just liquid bread is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you put yeast in this shit to... <laughs> to get the flavor. So that was definitely like... He likes lying and boasting, you know. That's why when he shows the abs, you don't see Adam Scott's face because it's just some other dude. It's some other dude. <laughs> yeah, it's stunt abs. Stunt abs. <laughs> stunt abs. So there's stunt balls and stunt abs in this movie. <laughs> there's no stunt cock. Sorry, Orgasmo fans. No. No, no stunt cock. But if we ever do the Bruno movie, there's definitely a stunt cock in that movie. Uh, <laughs> we may do that. Movie. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it, since we were talking about Sasha Baron Cohen earlier, I, I fucking I love the Bruno movie because I understand what he's trying to do in that movie. He is totally fucking with people's mental state in that movie. That's why I like Sasha Baron Cohen because like he's not actually gay in real life. He's like married to Isla Fisher, who's yeah, like smoking hot. But the fact that he can get so much of a reaction just from being a like a gay dude, like an overly gay dude, out in reality, it that movie's hilarious. Okay, so we drew a couple more names. I so, got Michael B. Jordan. I got James Franco. Oh, that would be really good. <laughs> and this shit's totally random. Like we have no idea how these are going to turn out. That yeah. would be a pretty good movie, though. That would be great. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like where that movie would go. That would be pretty good. Oh man, just imagine. God, that would be a really good movie. So good. Because you got two really good actors and both can do comedy and both can do serious roles, so you could go all kinds of places with that. Yeah, that that, um, would, that would get serious and then funny very quickly. Yeah. But um the uh <laughs> so the next comment uh, this is by Nixon Brian, or I guess it's supposed to be Brian Nixon. Brian uh, Nixon? Yeah, uh, this is, uh, he gave it a 1 out of 10. Any, and... any relation to Dick? <laughs> oh, Dick Nixon? No, yeah. I'm pretty sure not. Um, although, his, uh, it's, it's weird, why would he put, like, his first name last? Unless maybe that actually is his name, his, his last name is Brian. 
His last name could not be Brian. If we just start, we just play like the X Files music. Twilight Zone. Yeah. But yeah, this is November of 2012, and he put simply amazing. But he gave it a one out of ten, so obviously he's being condescending here. Condescend me, man. Fucking kill you, man. Right back to true romance. <laughs> Everything in the world revolves around true romance. It does. You'll you'll notice this. Six degrees of separation. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it does not related to Kevin Bacon. It's related to true romance. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but it says, uh, The funniest joke in this film is Hollywood actually spent money to make it. Any fool anywhere in the country with a budget of about 20 bucks can duplicate every single scene in this entire film. 20 bucks? Yeah, if you want to call it a film. Get a handheld camera, cruise to just about any neighborhood in the country, find the two stupidest guys in that neighborhood, write a retarded screenplay in about an hour and a half and go for it. Then take what you slept together together over to some uh, gullible Hollywood executives and offer to sell it to them for as much money as you can squeeze out of them. As far as I'm concerned, if they're dumb enough to fork over millions for something any idiot can dream up, then by all means, take as much as you can get. So this guy <laughs> is definitely rich. Mm-hmm. This guy that wrote this comment without any type of proper grammar, <laughs> uh, he is definitely a millionaire because that's as simple as it gets to making a movie. Twenty dollars, you can make Step Brothers. Handheld camera, yeah. Go. Yeah. How much did it take to make this movie? Sixty, sixty or sixty-five million. Took sixty-five million dollars yep. to make this movie. Let's see if you could afford these next two actors. If this guy was making Step Brothers right now. Yeah. Let's see. Okay, so we have another pairing of Step Bros. He, he's got twenty. He's got twenty bucks, and he's got to afford Dave Franco and Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> nope, not gonna happen. Yeah, you're not gonna get Ryan Reynolds. That would be a great movie. Yeah, but he couldn't afford that for twenty fucking bucks. I guarantee. He couldn't it. even afford Dave Franco for twenty bucks. No, <laughs> so. much less Ryan Reynolds, motherfucking Deadpool. Right. Uh, but the whole thing that like this is so easy that anybody could make it. It's like. The only way you're going to be able to do this is if you have somebody like Adam Scott, you have Judd Apatow's production company. This is Adam McKay. He made Anchorman. Yeah. And this is a, you know, this is a, a Judd Apatow production, right? Yep, it's an Apatow movie. Yep. This is an Apatow movie. He, you can't make that shit for $20. This movie made $128 million. Yeah. It's a comedy. Comedies usually don't make that much. Yeah. Because usually a lot of comedies don't normally break to about $100 million, let, Comedies let always over. have their value in DVD sales are on TV. Yeah. You know, the HBO rentals, stuff like that. That's what comedies are for. Hey, well, why don't we go rent so-and-so, you know? And, uh, but no, this movie actually made money at the box office. I think one of the highest grossing comedies was Ted. Ted, yep. How much did Ted make? Do you remember off the top of your head? I don't remember, but I know it made over like 300 million. That's, that was the big That's deal. one of the best R-rated comedies ever. And that's even beaten stuff like Porky's and... Ace Ventura. Yeah. So was Ace know, Ventura R-rated? Or was no, it Ace Ventura was PG-13. PG-13. But I was just saying comedies in general. Yeah. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it made more than Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura made most of its money also on DVD sales and rentals. Yep. It, it's just, it made so much money like that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and but that's, that's what comedies do because that's a, that's a good like family sit down stuff. Yeah. You know, like hey, let's all sit down and or even getting drunk. Like Ted would probably even be one of those things. Just like hey, we're getting drunk. Let's throw this on while we're getting drunk in the background. Yeah. Ted Ted's one of those things you can just throw in there because I always like Mark Wahlberg more when he's being a comedian. Yeah. Um, to me, he's better as a comedic actor than as a serious actor. And I'm not bashing him as an action actor or whatever, because, I mean, I just I like him overall in general, but I think I know too much about Mark Wahlberg to take him serious as an action star. Right. He's, he's fucking Marky Mark. It's Marky Mark. <laughs> I just can't see him just, I mean, uh, I, and, you know, I love him in Boogie Nights. And then, you know, he was in The Basketball Diary. And then you want to see him in, like, Shooter or Max Payne or something like that. I can't buy that. Transformers. Transformers. He's like, <laughs> you know, fucking things up. I'm just like, no, I, I just, I can't buy it. It's, and that's just me. I mean, I'm not saying he's bad in any of those things. And some of those things I do like, not Transformers. Uh, no, but, definitely not. <laughs> but uh, dude, uh, dude, we're beyond the hate, but we're not retarded. That that those right. movies suck. Uh, yeah. Um, but but the people will be like, yeah, but the Transformers, you know, made like a shit ton of money. It does because it's you know it's visually impressive, but it's there's no substance there. No. Uh, it's basically just it's, it's just, not a movie. It's just uh, just a, uh, it's just a computer generated circle jerk. Yeah, Michael Bay's not actually directing anything. He's just like I was there, and then these special effects guys did this. And I had Mark Wahlberg, so boom. <laughs> Job it's, over. It's like the first two. It's like I had Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox, so boom, I win, right? It's like, well, I mean, if you didn't have either one of those guys, these movies basically could have just been burnt at production. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the whole concept that you can basically make a movie like this, like you could make something like this for about 20 bucks. You couldn't even make something like this on YouTube. You couldn't even take Jonah Hill's picture for $20. Right. <laughs> so, like, I think people always say, like, you know, when it comes to, like, comedy, that, like, well, anybody can do it. Well, if that's the case, you have thousands of people on YouTube that want to be comedians and they have comedy channels. How many of those people actually make it? You don't have a whole lot. It's one of the hardest genres to do. Because I mean, you talk about Will Ferrell, I've seen people say, "Well, Will Ferrell's he doesn't have any talent. He's a hack." It's like, are you are you serious? But look at how much he's been able. I mean, just look at like you know, like Talladega Nights, this movie, you know, and then you have uh, Semi Pro. That movie's fucking hilarious. He is the highest paid comedic actor. Yeah. In Hollywood, and the it's highest paid. And it's like, if you think that it's so easy, then why aren't you making movies, you know? Yeah, you do it. Let, let, let's see you do it. Let, yeah. Let's just, just wait for you. <laughs> and if you want to email me back and say, well, why don't you make Transformers? I'd say, okay, give me $500 million and I'll fucking make it. Yeah. Or you can give us a bunch of action figures and we'll stop motion that shit. <laughs> we'll stop motion that shit like fucking Trey Parker and Matt Stone up in this bitch. Yeah. I'm in my shed. I can do that shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Steve, we only have one microphone. How the fuck are we going to make Transformers? 
That, I mean, does does Michael Bay even have a microphone? You barely <laughs> hear the humans talk in this movie. The humans shouldn't even be in the movie. It's Transformers. Yeah. They literally could have made the all the Transformers movies as like Cars animated. is more accurate to Transformers than Transformers is. Right. At least there's no humans in Cars. Yeah. Because all the humans, like, died. But, you know, anyway. Or they evolved into cars. I don't know. What was the no, theory No, they of that? killed them all because it's the sequel to Maximum Overdrive. We all know this. Oh, right, <laughs> yeah. So so basically the Cars universe is basically what happens when Stephen King's imagination runs amok. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> maximum Overdrive, the, the vehicles all win, kill Emilio Estevez, so the world's over, and the cars just run it. Shit. Okay. Mind blown, because yeah. I didn't realize that Cars was like a sequel to Maximum Overdrive. Makes the most sense. <laughs> and then the you know the little goblin creature from the front of the truck. They use that to you know they use that for the uh, Spider-Man that's, movies. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the goblin. Yeah, yeah, that's how they make it. Yeah, Willem Dafoe was like, I want it to look like that thing from fucking Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> that's exactly what William Dafoe said. Yeah, that's an exact that's an ex- quote. That's an exact quote. Look it up. Anyway, <laughs> so. The uh, next comment, uh, this is uh, from, uh, what is it, L- L.T. Lacey? Or maybe it's Lieutenant Lacey? I don't know. Hello, Colche. Hello, Colche. Uh, this is January of 2009, and uh, they gave it a 1 out of 10, of course. Uh, and it says, um, uh, two middle-aged men who still live with their parents end up sharing a room and a life when their parents wed one to wed one another. So that's like his little, you know, his little tagline. And it says there Does are... Does mean married one another? Uh, wed one another? I don't know. I guess he was trying to be, like, clever. Like, I'm not going to put married. I'm going to put wed because that's better. I am smart. Yeah, I am smart. I am on IMDb bitching I about movies. I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it says there are movies that are really bad uh, but are so bad they are actually good, thus watchable. Uh, B movies from the 50s come to mind. Then there are silly movies with some chuckles along the way. Then there are stupid movies, and some are still okay, as there are some chuckles along the way and likable characters. Then there's Step Brothers. What the rating system needs is a zero or negative numbers, as this movie does not even rate a zero. The group that was watching this flick went, were all Farrell and Riley fans, but after 20 minutes, most of them had left the room. Oh, I'll he ha- knows this for a fact. Right. Uh, I'll have to admit that no one stayed to watch the entire flick, even the most diehard Farrell fan, so this review is only based on what was watched. And even then, it was painful. What were Jenkins and Steenburgen thinking when they decided to be in this movie? Both are fine actors, and if not for them, this flick would have been turned off sooner. But then, this movie is not about them, but two middle-aged men who have been coddled by their parents and not only still live at home are waited on hand and foot. No one liked Farrell or Riley's characters at all, and we had no idea what this movie was trying to prove. Maybe there's a point near the end. That's if you can stand to waste time waiting for it. Our guess is that everyone learns to live peacefully with one another. Our suggestion, your time will be better spent cleaning your bathroom. So, (laughs) in short... Cleaning my bathroom is not nearly as fun as this fucking movie. In short, he didn't watch this movie. Yep. So he made all that to say, I hated the first 20 minutes of this movie. Everyone else must have shared my same opinion when I was like, fuck this movie, and I cut it off. 
So no one's ever finished this movie because it sucks so bad. <laughs> and I'm so right and so smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I watched 20 minutes and then just said, fuck this movie. So I wrote a comment about this movie. <coughs> this guy is pathetic. But the thing that gets me is that he said that most everybody else had left after about 20 minutes. How does he know? Was he in a theater and everyone just cleared out? I highly doubt that. At Step Brothers? Because when you're going to go watch a Will Ferrell movie and you're like, oh, I'm here, and 20 minutes into it is like, I'm offended, then you don't know who the fuck Will Ferrell is. <laughs> or John C. Riley. Or John C. Riley. John C. Riley was in Gangs of New York. Yeah. As a serious actor, and he killed it. Yeah. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Killed it. Yeah. John C. Riley is one of those guys that's been tiptoeing that threshold for 15 years. Yeah. Because, you know, in Talladega Nights, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. You know. Because him and Will Ferrell have really good chemistry, and they're really good friends. So, they can do that. But John C. Riley can also be in the Aviator and kill it. Adam Scott also in the Aviator. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and they both killed it because Adam Scott is a very good serious actor too. Um, it always amazes me whenever I see somebody say that like they wanted, they wanted to rate it lower. But they didn't end up finishing the movie, and they weren't able to. So they were like, "Well, this is just well. I'll just give it like a one out of ten because that's the lowest I can make it." You didn't watch the movie. You didn't watch the whole movie. And the thing is, is like uh, the thing where he's like, you know, our guess is that everyone learns to live peacefully. It's like for a while there, what happens is is that like Dale and Brennan basically just kind of like fuck up everything, and they get especially. It's really like. After the whole boat thing, because, you know, Mr. Doback is really boats just... Boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. <laughs> After uh, the Gilded Lady gets destroyed during the music video, which is... Uh, and you guys listen to the intro if you've been this far. Uh, boats and hoes is, you know, perhaps the greatest rap video ever. You know. Uh, <laughs> Beyonce deserved that shit! Yeah. <laughs> oh, Prestige worldwide. You know. Prestige worldwide. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just think it's, it's like crazy how the guy's like, oh, it just, you know, I'm assuming everything got along peacefully. It's like for a while it didn't really. The only piece that they get is like right at the very end of the movie when, uh, Dale and Brennan are basically like trying to save the Catalina wine mixer. And we'll play that for you <laughs> towards the end when we're done. Yeah. And that actually, it's kind of funny that, that the, the actual video didn't actually take place in Catalina. Because Adam McKay thought that Catalina didn't actually look good enough. Oh, really? So they actually filmed it on another island. <laughs> That's kind of awkward. But I I always find it like really fucked up when people are like, I'm going to rate it low, but I didn't finish watching the movie. Yeah, uh, we we don't respect that. You don't you don't deserve a uh, a comment. Like, you know, John, for instance, he said... He may never watch, you know, the Justice League movie or whatever. That's fine. 
But he's not going to come on here and make a... Uh, I'm not going to be on IMDb and be like, this is the most retarded shit ever. You he's know. not going to make a two-paragraph comment about why he doesn't like it because yeah. he's never watched it and doesn't really want to watch it. That's yeah. okay. If you don't want to watch a movie, don't watch it. Yeah. And we, we always... This is America. We always talk shit about Batman versus Superman. And we've always said from, like, when we first started talking about it, is that there's parts of that movie that we like. There's things about it that we like. There's things that we don't like. But I'm not going to go on IMDb and complain for, like, 30 minutes and be like, I'm going to put, you know, all my comments on here about how much I hate Batman in this movie. I'm like, because the whole point of it is that critiquing is one thing. And some people, they just want to hate on a movie and they don't really want to give it a chance. But when you get we to critique the, on stuff, you'll hear us. You'll hear us talk about stuff and criticize it. And a lot of times, we have a lot of stuff to back up. Yeah, especially uh, Uve Bull. <laughs> Uve Bull is—he does it on purpose. But the thing is, is that if we if we make fun of Michael Bay, and it's like there's a few things from Michael Bay that I actually Bad like. Boys. Bad Boys is one, and then Armageddon. Bad Boys, Bad Boys, what you gonna do? But Armageddon was written by J.J. Abrams. Yeah, so, written by J.J. Abrams. So I'm like, I like that Abrams. movie. But it's like, a lot of the other stuff that Michael Bay does, like, I don't watch. I watch part of the original Transformers, and then I was like, ah, I don't really care about watching the rest of this. And I just turned it off. Now, the difference is, is that, like, when we don't like something, we just turn it off and we go do something else. If we're like, hey, I'm not really into this movie, I don't really like this. We just turn it off. We don't go on IMDb and leave hateful comments about shit. We don't become a hatist. Right. Because how can you judge a movie properly? Like when we were doing the Underworld movie and the guy was like, oh, he's like, I watched it for like 15 minutes and then I turned it off. And I'm like, you have really not watched any of that movie. But you wrote three paragraphs of hate about it. Right. It's just so stupid. How do so you have stupid. that much knowledge? Yeah. And then you want to trash on Kate Beckinsale and say she's not a good actress. It's like... Because what in, in that one, he was talking more about her and Van Helsing than he was about her in Underworld. Yeah, he, he clearly <laughs> hated Van Helsing, but he hated it so much that he wanted people not to watch Underworld. Right. It's just so stupid, man. So this bring us, brings us to another name. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be funny. Who do you got? David Spade. Mario Van Peebles. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck did you think of Mario Van Peebles? <laughs> That's such a random collection of stuff. I like Mario Van Peebles. Oh, God. So that's why his name ended up there. So anyway, <laughs> there's a movie he did called Solo. I love that movie. A Star Wars story? No. <laughs> <laughs> Which we will watch. And if it's good, and people still hate on it, because that's all we've heard about this movie up until then is you know a bunch of hate then we will defend it yeah you know i mean because we're one of the biggest peoples you know the biggest people people say <laughs> mario van people has fucked this whole show up <laughs> because his name's so convenient you're right uh we're we're one of the first uh people <laughs> to defend the last jedi dragon's milk get on them titties It'll fuck you up. <laughs> Suckle the dragon's teat. <laughs> Suckles the dragon's teat. <laughs> I feel like this is some like shit they they will be drinking in Skyrim, you know. In Skyrim yeah. or Game of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah. 
It's like, uh, now Khaleesi Whoa. milk, that'd be different. Let's <laughs> say this is Amelia Clark's milk. Mm-hmm. Drink this shit is like sucking on Amelia Clark's titties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so moving along. <laughs> Uh, and that's not creepy, that's just how delicious it is. Yeah, it's just really that good. It is really good, <laughs> just to be honest. <laughs> uh, so Look, don't don't say moving along to me with your <laughs> brown eye comment in the last episode. <laughs> you know, hey, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, anyway... Uh, the next one boats is... Boats and hose. Boats and hose. <laughs> Gotta have me my boats and hose. Um, wouldn't that be funny if that was a cereal? And that was like the jingles, like, Gotta have my boats and hose. And Let's it's like, do this. <laughs> boats, Let, and, boats and hose cereal. <laughs> let's do this, Wheaties. Yeah, let's do this shit. We'd have like little little marshmallow boats. Yeah. And then... And there's... Little marshmallow women. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. Little marshmallow hose. <laughs> That is offensive to Lindsay Lohan, sir. I love Lindsay Lohan. We we all love Lindsay Lohan. We just it's just she's just such an easy target. That's the problem. Sorry, Lohan. Sorry, Lohan. You're just an easy we target. Love you like us. Like us. <laughs> uh, so this one is made by Cormy. Cormy. I don't know how you say that. It's with a Q. Cormy Miller. <laughs> um, and it's uh. It's uh, July of 2010 when they wrote it, and it says... Beer me. Uh, <laughs> and it says, a little too disgusting. One out of ten. So... What? Yeah, here we go. So it says, this movie had its high points, and I'm not ashamed to say that I was laughing a lot throughout most of the movie. The snotty younger brother was played at perfection, which his name's Derek, in case you didn't realize. Uh, the moments... Adam Scott. Of course Adam Scott. to perfection. Yeah. The moments where the parents lost their cool and began swearing was hilarious. The job interview scenes were hilarious. The stay-at-home loser stepbrothers were hilarious for the most part. That's the, the whole movie. You the just fir- really said the whole fucking movie. So, okay, let me let me finish. Uh, the first three quarters of the movie was very funny. Towards the end, it was not. The Catalina wine mixer was a disaster. The, the fucking Catalina wine mixer. The fucking Catalina wine mixer. The fucking Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> Uh, the part where the psychiatrist falls for Farrell was dumb. The boat as treehouse was a terrible way to end the movie. The writers seemed to settle for a bad way to tie things up at the end, and this caused the movie to, as a whole to fail. I also could not get past the vulgarness of some of the routines. The part where Farrell places his scrotum in full view on the drum set was very sickening. It's not the, a real scrotum, the, it's a fake scrotum. The, the loud, intense farting was but very... But we were saying it should have been real. Yeah, the loud, intense farting was very insulting to a sophisticated viewer. The masturbation scene where Farrell slips his hand on his pants while watching TV was very sick. The scene where the younger brother's uh, wife has sex standing up and then relieved herself in a urinal was very sick. <laughs> it's, a shame, it's a shame that a movie that was perfectly cast and had such potential was ruined by blatant, sick vulgarness. Imagine if the great Pink Panther movies, for example, submitted to such base humor. Unnecessary catering to the uncouth members of the audience. Well, one would say that the Pink Panther movie was kind of catering to that generation's sick humor. Uh, but... There's so many. Did you imagine Steve Martin just like pulling his balls out in the middle of the Pink Panther? I could totally see him doing that. Honestly, <laughs> just just seeing him rubbing them all over 
the the fucking ground. I mean, it's just it, it wasn't really sick humor. It's just um, teabagging the drum set's pretty hilarious because they set that joke up at very first when when Dale like is telling Brennan like you know. He was like, "This is my beat laboratory. You don't it's like the only rule is house is you don't fucking you don't fucking touch my drum set, you know." My beat lab. This is my beat laboratory. And when he says that, my he, office. Yeah, when he first says that, you think this is where he goes and jacks it. Right. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> who calls their like drum station like a beat lab? Beat lab. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the whole thing. The, the funny part of that at the beginning, too, is, like, when uh, Brennan's mom's, like, you know, going to the conference, and that's where she meets Mr. Doback, and, um, uh, he, you know, she's, like, you know, telling him some stuff, and he's not really paying attention because he's watching the workout lady on the TV, and as soon as his mom leaves and he hears, like, the car crank up, he's like, ah, oh, fuck, and, like, goes right into his pants. Like, <laughs> it's like, but the thing is, Al Bundy did that on television, for like over a decade on Married with Children, and people Epic. laughed their asses off when he would put his hand in his pants, you know. Hilarious. Because like that was, and I think that's the thing is that sometimes like if you're not, if you watch a movie that has Will Ferrell in it and John C. Riley, and you're like, there's some pretty vulgar shit in this movie, then. You don't really know what the fuck they're doing. You have no idea what you're watching because it's like if you think this is vulgar, it's like there's plenty of other movies that have like more vulgar shit than this. this I mean, this is fine. I mean, you you can even find some kind of dark shit in Elf. And that was a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I'm not really bothered by this guy. He he just wants to find something to complain about. None of this stuff is legit. He. He's weak. I just I don't, I don't know. I think uh, you know, and that's part of the, the part of the humor of it too is that like th- both Dale and Brennan are are vulgar. They they cuss all the time and like they have basically every single thing in common. Right. Yeah. They're that's kind of like that's one of the reasons why they're kind of like you know do we just become best friends? Do you, you want to go do karate in the garage? garage? Yeah. And it's like uh, that he shows him his sword, and he's like, uh, he was, was signed like, by Randy fucking Jackson. <laughs> and, uh, and he was Charlie like, fucking bros. right? But you know, I the vulgarness of this movie is to me what sells it. Like, if he didn't have like vulgar shit in it, it, it probably wouldn't be as funny. And, but this it, is an R-rated comedy, so yeah. it, it, it's it's meant don't, to be vulgar. Don't watch this and think that you're gonna you know be watching. Unicorns and kittens. Right, yeah. I mean, that's not how it is. Yeah, this isn't a Dane Cook movie. This isn't a Dane Cook movie. <laughs> Honey, Dane Cook pay per view. Twenty minutes. Let's go. Let's go. Whatever he was that really means. fucking aggressive about that too. Yeah, he was like violently aggressive about seeing that Dane Cook, which should show you something. Do not watch Dane Cook. <laughs> We're not saying that at all. Oh God. Okay, so we're driving. We're drawing our next cast names. Okay. Uh, let's see. Shake it up a little bit. Yep. yep, yep, yep. <laughs> sh- let's get down. Let's get down to the bottom. Let's see let's what's in the. Let's get down to the needy gooey. Let's get. Let's see what's in the the seedy underbelly down here. Uh. Okay. Ah. It's like confetti. 
Okay. <laughs> okay, I got Seth Rogen. I got Peyton Manning. Yes! $150 million movie right there. Yep, there you go. Peyton Manning and Seth Rogen. That would be hilarious. Get to rolling, bitches. Right. (laughs) Uh, God, let's see. So the the next comment, it says, uh, uh, let's see. So the next, some fuck face, uh, <laughs> wanting to bitch about everything. Uh, okay, so this one is uh, made by R. Posey, and this is February of 2009. R. Posey? Okay. R. Posey? Poser? Makes... Uh, and this is, the yeah, it says... Uh, I would say pussy, but pussy's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. Uh, but they gave it a 1 out of 10... And they, their their tagline was sickening. Hmm. That's one of the things you notice about some of these because like sickening, there's a bunch of comments that I had to just like bypass because it was just the same stuff. They didn't like the crude humor. They thought that you know the vulgarity was too much. There's too many f words, you know that kind of stuff. But then then why watch this movie? Right. <laughs> but it says uh, this movie was horrible on so many levels. Uh, how many O's? How many O's did they put in there? It was like it was like six O's. It was like O O O O. You know what I'm saying? O face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the worst was uh, how the worst. W- <laughs> I'm reading this verbatim. The worst was how total lack of respect for your parents is not only tolerated but in some cases deemed acceptable. These motherfuckers are forty. Uh, I became so incensed at how the infantile antics of these two 40-something losers were celebrated, I had to turn the thing off. It is really sad what Hollywood has decided is comedy these days. More and more, it seems that bad behavior and disrespect to others has been deemed acceptable, and in some cases, preferred behavior. Do filmmakers even think about the message they may be putting out there? Parents have enough to handle without Holly Weird adding to our already full repertoire. I mean, yeah, they're dicks. They're that's assholes. That's the comedy of it. Yeah. That's what Step Brothers is about. Two 40-year-olds living with their parents still being they're, dicks. They're just, they're just kind of like assholes and slackers. That's really what they are. But that's what the movie's about. That's in the synopsis. Yeah. So when you first read this, when you first hear about this movie or you see the trailer, you should kind of know that, like, they're going to kind of be, like, weird assholes in this movie. They're here to fuck shit up. Mm -hmm. They do so bad in job interviews that Seth Rogen won't even hire them. Yeah. (laughs) And he did, um, Green Hornet. (laughs) (laughs) With uh, John Cho. John Cho. Yeah. Uh, I wish I wish ass John Cho. I wish he would have chose a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's great work. Because you, uh, you as Cato will never be Bruce Lee. Let's just no. get that out of the out. In the, the only open. way you get Cato work without Bruce Lee is that you get Jetly. Yeah. That's the only Lee you can get that would make sense. Okay. So we're doing another set 
of brothers, our stepbrothers. Yeah. Okay, who do you have? Tyrese Gibson. <laughs> Tyrese Gibson and Jason Statham. Oh. <laughs> That's kind of fucked up because they're both on the, you know, the Fast, Fast and the, the Furious, Furious movies. Boom! Yeah. That's going to work. But, I, like, kind of getting back to the whole thing about, like, disrespecting your parents. I think the thing about this, the thing about movies that I think a lot of times people understand is that a lot of times we need to be shown kind of the worst parts of something to so that we can under we can learn the moral of the story. What's one of the things that you always see about like uh, sitcoms, like whether it's like Full House or like Family Matters or like that kind of stuff? There's always a moral at the end of the story, right? Right. right. You, you got to have your bad to have your good. That's even true in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, because if you don't have the ring there to provide temptation, it's just basically a bunch of people fucking walking around. Yeah, trying don't to get a ring to him. Don't tip me, Frodo. You yeah, know? tries to give him the ring, and he's like, "Don't tip me. I tried to use this for good, but it corrupt me. Yeah, and threw me." Do you imagine if Gandalf wore the ring? You know, you know what I'm saying. No one wants to see that happen in the movie. No, but everyone imagines imagines it as soon as he says it. Yeah, like, oh yeah, because well, he's basically be world ending. Yeah, he's one of the most powerful wizards <laughs> in that universe, and yet, you know, if you give him the ring, he's just, he'd be totally unbalanced. But because he's smart he... enough to know, and these two guys, just, they're very comfortable with their life, they're kind of dickheads, but they're actually both good people. Yeah, they're good dudes, they just, they're, they're kind of, they're like socially very awkward, because even like those scene when they get, like, when, um... You know, dude ends up licking dog shit with the kids. Like it's kind of fun fact that the Gardaki name is actually taken from an actual football player. Chris Gardaki. Chris Gardaki. <laughs> yes. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, that was Adam McKay wrote it that way. <laughs> what does he have about I guess Chris Gardaki that he? Would I don't know. Make his his uh you know his uh you know character like such a douche in the movie because of it. Maybe but, he didn't sign an autograph from Adam McKay. Right. Fuck you, Chris Gardaki. What's your name, Adam McKay? Well, I'll make this out to Adam McGay. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to fuck you, old Gardaki, but I want to do it in a movie where it's going to be everywhere. It's going to be everywhere. The Gardaki name's going to be tainted forever. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's the one of the things that we watch movies for is because movies are are there to tell us a story, right? Like that's a lot of times how you learn some that's stuff why about you read your a book. That's why you study. That's you how you learn stuff. your morality. You know, you see them being like total assholes to you know their mom or dad, and then eventually, once they're kind of forced to grow up and and start dealing with shit on their own, you know, because. There's the whole thing when they actually start working like real jobs, and you know, Brennan just ends up start just you know, working with his brother and stuff. It's, it's called character development. This yeah. is usually stuff that you want to happen in movies. You don't want people to stay the same, and you don't want people just to be uh, set in stone one way or the other. That's usually how you want great movies to develop: is you take a character and you have a character arc. Yeah. So if you don't know about about movies, usually you have a starting point. Let's use Lord of the Rings again. Frodo, 
was just kind of like a country boy, basically, yeah. in the Shire. And then he was forced into the ring. Because it couldn't be trusted with Gandalf. It could Nothing else could happen with it. It was Frodo's responsibility after Bilbo left. Because he was left the ring. And yeah. he volunteers. So that's called a character arc. And he evolves through the entire Three journey. movies. Yeah. So that, that's a character arc. That's something that, you know, um, J.R.R. Tolkien was the master of. Character arc. Samwise, you know, every character in The Lord of the Rings started at one point and ended at another. Yeah. They didn't Aragorn. end the same way they started. So yeah. that, that's what character arcs are, and that's one of the most important things in any movie mm-hmm. in this generation. But when you see, like, Dale and Brennan go from being kind of, like, really, like, kind of, like, fucked up, like, basically, like, 40-year-olds that have never really kind of grown out of that teenager phase, and then to see them, like, at the end where they're at the fucking Catalina wine mixer. Fucking Catalina wine mixer. (laughs) And Dale is basically just working in the catering service. And Brennan is basically, you know, he's, like, kind of there because he was organizing the event. He's kind of, like, the one who's, like, running it that year because the fucking Catalina Wine Mixer is, like, one of the greatest. Rubles like, you did it! <laughs> yeah. He's, like, you know, he's... Uh, he's still still don't like you. I still want to punch you in your face. Right. <laughs> I want to punch you in the face. Well, I'll work on that. And yeah. I'll see if there's anything there. No, there's nothing you can do. I just want to punch you. <laughs> Robert Gold's really good in this movie. He's so good. <laughs> but, uh... Um, but that's the thing is like once they finally get to the end of that, they've had to grow up and become like responsible adults because they're you know there's issues with you know their 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 parents. And then you actually hate it because you're like, man, it's really like changed them because it's almost kind of crushed their soul a little bit. And then you have the the point where uh, you know Mr. Doback is like, you know, I always wanted to be a T Rex when I was a kid. And they're both like, this is What's ridiculous. That's fucking ridiculous. Is it any more ridiculous than some of the shit that they do? Yeah. You know. But they're like sitting there judging him. It's like that's retarded. You're a human. Yeah, exactly. But you know that's the they thing. They want to be pirates and shit. Right. Chewbacca. Yeah, that's, I thought that that was. Uh, and don't we all strive to have like one of our uh, you know our our thinking cap could actually be like a Chewbacca mask? That's pretty cool. That is pretty badass. You know, it's like. That's the thing. There, there's a character art going on there, and to see them kind of be dicks to their parents, it pays off at the end when you see them actually being like legit, grown adults that have like real jobs and have been doing real shit, and you see them, you know, like they don't totally lose who they are, but they grow up and become like regular people, and it's like you you finally see that payoff at the end. That's where you want it to be, you know. Okay, so uh, the next pair of stepbrothers that we would use. So Mama's Will Smith. Mama's Jack Black. Will Smith and Jack Black. <laughs> that would be really that'd good. That would be like a billion dollars. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, Will Smith and Jack Black, that would be that all would the be, monies. Yeah, the, all the monies. Take all my money. Take all my money. Make them stepbros. Like the, the, the Fry from Futurama meme. Take my damn money. <laughs> you know? Okay, so let, let, let's, let's do another one, because that one was really good. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. So this is actually the last one. Because uh, one of the things I noticed about some of the comments on these is that a lot of them just repeat each other. So this is the only, this is the ones that I mainly found that have some kind of a specific point. Because a lot of them are just like, I didn't like the humor. You could say that about anything. You could say that you didn't like certain people if for their humor. If it's not your type of humor, you can usually tell by the actor or actress. Um, yeah. Then don't watch it. Yeah. You know? Like, you know, this show's not about getting people to watch it. It's about people, getting people not to hate things. Yeah. Because you don't have to hate this. You don't have to watch it and be like, well, this was too vulgar for me, you know, because uh, I go to church a lot or something like that. It's like, you should not be watching this. <laughs> yeah, this is not, yeah, if you're if you're really big into church, you're probably not going to dig this movie. It's way too much. Don't, don't watch this movie because this isn't for you. You know, this isn't Kirk Cameron. <laughs> So yeah, there you go. Uh, so the watch your sister in Full House, and that's that's your humor. Right, yeah. Um, so this one is made by Gustavo Avila, and this is uh, December of t- uh, two thousand eight. Because that's actually when did uh, when did Step Brothers come out in two thousand eight? It was like during the summertime, wasn't it? Probably. So this is like yeah, I forgot exactly when it was released. It was like in July, I think, is when it came out. Uh, but it says, uh, just finished giving it a second chance. And they put a uh, one out of 10 and it says on here, my girlfriend has been wanting to watch this movie. I have already watched about half of it before, but had walked out on it. Uh, she still insists that we rent it because it looks funny, which is in quotes. My sister rented it and we were watching it with the family. And after approximately 35 to 40 minutes through it, Everyone got up and began to do their own thing. The movie is not funny whatsoever. Man, after old school, it all went downhill for Will Ferrell. <laughs> that Ricky Bobby movie sucked, that stupid ice skating movie sucked, and every movie after that sucked. I wouldn't recommend this movie to anyone older than the age of maybe eight years old. Well, if you're eight years old and you're watching this movie, uh, that's all fucked up because that's kind of bad parenting. My kid will never watch this movie. <laughs> Until he's like twenty, because <laughs> I don't think unless don't, you're in high school, you're not gonna really understand don't, the humor don't of this. Don't watch this movie if you're a kid. Why are you sitting around watching this movie with a bunch of kids? You're you're bad guardians. Like yeah, I wouldn't recommend this movie to anyone older than the age of maybe eight years old. There's so you would let eight-year-olds like sit here and watch Step Brothers, right? <laughs> With all the f bombs and teabagging a drum set, and you well, know, we know everything we need to know about that guy, right there. Yeah, Spike so Dick. <laughs> his judgment is motherfucking invalid, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's do another one more casting. Oh, this one's gonna be good, no matter who you pair this with. Okay, that's that's high praise there. Okay, so I got Terry motherfucking Cruz. Oh, Mom was Robert Downey Jr. Oh, <laughs> that should be badass. <laughs> high five. High five. Yeah, there we go. That would be a pretty badass movie. <laughs> 
Because you all know you would go see a movie that was Terry Crews and Robert Downey Jr. as stepbrothers. Come Are on. Are Terry Crews and anyone. Yeah, Terry Crews and like literally anybody else. Yeah, let's get that going. <laughs> uh, okay, so I have a little uh, trivia for you before we end the show. Okay. Uh, this is going to be called Real or Fake. Okay. These are synopsis for movies. And uh, you're just going to tell me if they're real or fake. Okay. So I have, to, I have to see if I can figure out which one's the fake one. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and start with... Let's see. High-flying bachelor goose named Ping is injured in flight, finds himself saddled with two ducks as they set out on a long journey. Is that a real movie that's coming out, or is that a fake movie? I want to say that that seems like a like a real movie, like a kids movie. I, th- I think that's real. That is a real movie. Oh shit! Okay. Okay, and that is called Duck Duck Goose. Duck Duck Goose. And that is starring Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. Okay. So. So no goose from Top Gun. No goose from. Fuck Top this Gun. movie. <laughs> okay, second one. Behind every tradition lies a revolution. Witness the rise of our country's 12 hours of lawlessness. Walls, lawlessness. <laughs> Man, dragon's milk will fuck dragon's you up. Dragon's milk will twist that motherfucking dog. It will fuck okay. you up. So what was that? Is that real or fake? I want to say that's real because that sounds like the purge. That's real, and they are making a prequel to the purge. Oh, okay. Okay, so the next one. A psychopath is on the loose and will kill everyone in his way until he, he finds his daughter who has been missing for 47 years. Mmm. That one's probably... I don't know. That one might be fake. Yes. That one would have been titled Axe-Axe-Kill. Axe-Axe-Kill? Okay. So... Axe-Axe this movie because it's bullshit. Alright. Next movie. (laughs) A man stumbles into Hollywood instantly becoming famous because he has a rare disability never before seen in Hollywood. He has no arms but a heart of gold. My gut tells me that's fake. You say that's fake. That's fake. That is fake. Wow, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually pretty good at this. <laughs> but that would have been called Hollywood amputee. Hollywood <laughs> amputee. I like the fact you actually have bullshit titles for these to go along with them. <laughs> okay, a wild. Okay, the last movie, a wild bachelorette weekend in a foreign city spins hilariously out of control. Whenever they're faced with gangsters. Mm. I'm going to say that that's real. That is real. <laughs> oh, man. It's called Girls vs. Gangsters 2. Wow. 
It's actually got all of them right. <laughs> he got every single one of them right. This is not pre-scripted. I had no fucking idea he was doing he this. He does not. Legit, I did not that, know. He legitimately just guessed every one of those. <laughs> and just for shits and giggles, let's draw one more. Okay. Because this is fun as shit. Yeah. Um, let's... Let's <laughs> scramble those around a little bit. I'll grab this one. Did you grab two? Did you I grab two. I'll throw the other one over there. Okay. Uh, let's see. Okay. <laughs> okay. I have The Rock. Okay, mine's Ben Stiller. Oh, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> oh, man. Let me go for a few bars. Coming soft, but then finish strong. Okay. This is, okay, uh, right this is the angelic voice up. of Will Ferrell. The angelic People have considered him the songbird of a generation. (laughs) The next Mariah Carey. Mm -hmm. Exactly. In la sombra entre luz a storos no grepara mi merana. Si tu no estás junto mi aquí. Gotta have me, my boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. <laughs> the fact that he decides he's just gonna throw the boats and hoes in there. Boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. That music video changed Dale's life. It did. It's so ridiculous. What even language is that? that match the seeds. I, kinda... I traveled 500 miles to give you my seed. Remember, Jack? Because <sighs> <laughs> that's how sex really works. That's how I can't ever have sex. <laughs> 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 I'm crying. It's like the funniest. That should be a meme. It's just a picture of him just crying. <laughs> It's so beautiful. 
Kovac's awesome. Yeah, he is. Fucking Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> Robert was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I wonder if that was his actual... <laughs> actual... It might have been. 